morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you are, no matter what time it is, it's a great day to be serving the Lord. Welcome to the Go You There podcast. I'm your host, Leland Johnson, and we are so happy to have you joining with us today. In 1943, the chairman of IBM said, I think there's a market for maybe five computers. <laughs> My, how things change. Let's head into the open. Things change so fast nowadays, but then again, that's nothing new. In 1 Chronicles 12.32, God wrote, And the children of Issachar, which were men that had understandings of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. You know, the Internet has been called the most revolutionary invention in the history of the world. And, as in every time throughout history, there's men who understand the times, and there's men who don't. Like it or not, the Internet is everything these days. And, like it or not, your web presence, or lack thereof, says a lot about you and your ministry. Missionaries have to analyze the web from both sides. We have our web presence in the United States that we use to connect with our supporting churches and individuals. But then we also have our web presence that we should be maintaining for our ministries in the countries where we live. You know, I don't know of very many fields, even the poorest of them, where there's very many people that don't have an Internet-connected cell phone in their hands all the time. Of course, there are those missionaries in restricted access nations that, for the work's sake, can't maintain any type of web presence, whether in the U.S. or outside of the U.S., but those are in the minority. Today, almost everyone is at the very least on Facebook, if not on five or six different social media sites. Having a website is almost as basic as having a phone number. But not everyone is a computer-savvy web designer. So what do you do? Ignore it and hope that you can get by without it? In today's episode, we talk with Paul Cox of The Church Co. about some ideas and tips for missionaries when setting up those much-needed websites. Let's get started. Paul Cox is the founder of The Church Co., a company that helps ministries build an online presence. Paul, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Yeah, thanks, Leland. It's great to be here. Paul, let me start off by asking you, how important is maintaining a personal website for a missionary? I mean, I think it's one of the most important things that you can do. Um, if you think about uh, the way people discover you, um, a lot of times that's through the web. There's not a lot of times where a person can um, have a face-to-face -face kind of conversation with you, but through using social media and pointing people back to your website, um, a lot of times that's your first interaction with people. So if you think of it like you're like a greeter or if you think of your website as first time you're talking to someone, you, you want to be in control of that conversation. You want to be in control of what that's saying and what you're telling to that person. I think from, from my perspective, your website is one of the most important things that you can put time into because it's that immediate conversation that you're having with someone to say, this is who we are. This is what we do. This is what we're about. And this is how we're helping people. 
Paul, let's say that I don't have a lot of money to pay a professional. I mean, there's a lot of great websites out there, and we come across them all the time, and maybe we have this thought in our head of what it's going to look like, but I don't have a lot of money to pay a professional. And really, I as a missionary don't know anything about building a website. What can I do? Yeah, there's a lot of options out there um, that don't require a lot of money to get started. Um, for example, like I have a business called The Church Co., and um, we provide free websites for people. We have a free plan. We have several paid plans that have more options, but we wanted to make sure that there was always an option for people to have a website so that money wouldn't be an issue. Because for, for me and my company, we believe that if people can find out about the work that you're doing, perhaps that points them in the direction of uh, Jesus, which then they would come to have their own relationship with him. And so I don't think you have to focus on the money. It's more just kind of knowing what tools are out there and how we can use them best to serve our purposes. A lot of times people come in, kind of quote you, really high uh, values for custom work. But there's a lot of tools out there that you can kind of piece things together just to get yourself online and get yourself discovered that don't cost a lot of money. You could probably be in the, the budget from free up to $20 um, per month. Let's say that I want to build a website for maybe my church on the field or maybe even me personally. How do I go about building a website, and what's important to make sure that I put on there? Yeah, so there's a shameless plug. There's this great tool that I built called the Church Co. <laughs> that is kind of built for this very purpose. Um, you know, you don't need to to be able to code or be able to design to build yourself a website anymore. And um, that's really kind of the way that we see the Internet going is, you know, it used to be that you had to hire a designer, you had to hire a developer. All these things cost money. Um, but now it's, you know, it's I log into a website and I, you know, tell my story by writing and uploading photos. Um, so if you want to build a website, my biggest advice would just be don't get overwhelmed. Like a lot of these tools out there you can't break. So you can kind of do things and just try it out, see if it works. And if you don't like it, kind of um, try the next thing. There's no kind of need to be scared about anything. You just kind of give it a shot and see how it goes. Um, for, as far as information on your website, so it's important to kind of think, if I'm a new person that doesn't know anything about this organization, what are the key things that I want to let that person know? Um, if it's a church, is it, okay, where do, we, where do we meet and what time do we meet? So, you know, how can I get there? How can I get this new person? If it's a ministry, it may be what we do in the community or how we're helping or maybe like a simple call to action to, you know, donate or support. If you can put all your thoughts onto a piece of paper and say, if I could just tell people three things, what would those three things be? and then kind of focus your homepage around those three things. We find that to be really effective for people and their websites. A lot of people these days choose to go with maybe a Facebook page or something along those lines instead of doing a website. Is, is that okay? Is that a good thing to do or not? I mean, it's not, I don't say it's a bad or good thing. I think it's something that you need to do. So I think people need to have a Facebook page. They, they need to have, um, you know, a Twitter. They need to have Instagram. Um, it's all about connecting with your community, right? So if, if you know that all of your people that you're trying to help or your supporters are on Facebook, then you should you should definitely have a Facebook page. If you know that, say you're running a, you know, a youth ministry and you know that a lot of youth are using Instagram or Snapchat, then you should have Instagram and Snapchat. I think with a website, I think it's always good to have everything pointing back to that central place. 
where you can tell a bit more information. So for me, social media, you can tell kind of small amounts of information, right? Like you can you can cast out a, like a, a headline or you can put out a tweet, um, but it's always helpful if you can point that tweet or that, that Facebook post back to your website where people can find out more. Um, if you're a ministry, um, a lot of times, you know, if you're Facebook, I think has rolled, starting to roll out donations, but um, a lot of uh, other social media doesn't have the feature yet. So your website can be the place that you can point people back to where they can become supporters of like financial supporters. And with all the free options available to get a website, I think it's kind of not a this or that, but more of a this and that. Like I, I need a Facebook page, but maybe I also need a website as well. We may have missionaries that are listening that maybe they don't use the internet too much, or or maybe they're a little bit nervous about getting things out on the internet because it's not something that they're completely comfortable with. Do you mind just telling us a little bit about how the internet can help my ministry to grow? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so with um with websites and social media. I might focus on websites and social media here. If you if you think about it as a building, right? If your website is your building, um, you kind of are just hoping that people come to your building, right? But with social media, you can kind of send your information to people. So there's a lot of tools out there, like all the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. There's also um, things like MailChimp, which is an email service that um, will let your your supporters sign up to your your service. It will let you email them. It's free up to 2,000 email subscribers, so there's a lot of free tools out there. Um, but you can think of it as instead of me sitting around waiting for someone to come to my organization, I can actually be sending information to them where they're at. So if you utilize hashtags with social media, you can start hashtagging the city that you're in. And then when people are browsing through that hashtag, all of a sudden there's information about your ministry or your church or your organization that they would probably have never seen otherwise. Um, so the, the amount of reach that you get using the internet is far greater than kind of the face-to-face -face reach that we've had in the past. Um, and I think it's, it's a very important tool, especially, you know, as we keep growing, this new generations are all coming through. This is kind of the, the modern day communication tool um, of the gener of our generation. So it's very important, I think, to help your ministry grow and, and you can see your reach kind of just, grow and expand as you utilize these tools. Wow, Paul, that's terrific. Thank you so much for taking the time to share it. I know that it's going to be a help and a blessing to missionaries as we work to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ all around the world. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, we're definitely supporters of, of your podcast and love, what you, love the work that you're doing. Thanks. Let me just share a few tips as we finish up. First of all, you need a website. You know, when I was a pastor, there was nothing more frustrating than having someone recommend the name of a good missionary. And then I go on Google to look that person up and I can't find anything other than their names listed on the websites of some other churches that support them. A website these days is an absolute must for missionaries. Secondly, you need to have an updated website. Many times as a pastor, when I did find a website, I would find that the most recent prayer letter was posted six years ago when they were on deputation, 
or they tried to start a blog four years ago and did five posts on it and then quit. And of course, the most recent family photo is about 11 years old. It's not that you have to update a website every week or even every month, but your website should reflect some current information about your ministry. Since coming to the field, we've had churches take us on for support and had people contact us about coming to work with us solely based on the information that they found on our website. In fact, just a few months ago, we had a church that contacted us and said, Brother Johnson, we didn't have enough money to bring in missionaries for our missions conference this year. So what we did was we chose a few missionaries and presented them to the church using the information that we found online. We're glad to inform you that we've taken you on for support. The most surprising thing was that I had no connection and had never even heard of this church. They found our information all online. In my opinion, a website should contain enough information for a church to take you on and keep you on without ever needing to talk to you. Don't forget about a website for your church and ministries on the field as well. You may feel that people on your field may not use or even want a website, but in most cases in 2019, if people are looking, they're looking on the internet. Check to see if other ministries, like the neo-evangelical churches, have websites. Drive by the churches that are full every Sunday, whether they be Pentecostal, Reformed, whatever they are on your field, and see if they have a website or a social media page. Maybe it's not that people just don't want to hear the truth anymore. Maybe it's that they don't even know how to find you. All right, let's get out of here. Don't forget that you can always find us online at GoYeThere.com and on Facebook and Twitter at GoYeThere. In our next episode, we're going to get in touch with our feminine side by talking with someone from our feminine side. We're going to be talking with missionary wife and mother, Erica Sisler, about some challenges that women face on the field. We hope that you'll join us. 